0: Welcome to the Equine Connection Podcast, where health, nutrition, and love for the horse come together. This podcast is brought to you by Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition. I'm Dr. Chris Mortensen.
1: And I'm Dr. Nicole Rambo.
0: Welcome back, Nicole. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, Chris. How are you?
0: Doing great. Doing great. Now, today's topic is a specific situation. And and I'm excited to talk about it because I have run into it and I'm sure if you have too. So you've been around horses long enough and that is choking. And I know I mentioned this in a few pods ago when when I had a situation where a, a mare started choosing the alfalfa cubes, which I'm sure we'll talk about what causes choke, but it's very scary. It is very scary for, it was scary for us. I'm sure for any owners that have experienced this, can we just start off and you define what you consider choking?
1: Sure. A choke is a really scary experience. And what it is, is that the tube that runs from the horse's mouth to its stomach becomes obstructed. That's the horse's esophagus. And it's a little bit different than when a human chokes. So for us, when we choke, it blocks our airway. So I mean, that is a life and death, really quick, really scary thing you have to deal with. In a horse, actually, their airway remains clear even while they have an esophageal obstruction. So it's, it's scary and it has to be dealt with, but it's not quite on the same level as a human choking. But what you will see horses do while they're actively choking, while they have that obstruction, is they may cough, they may retch. A lot of times they'll act like they're in distress. They may get really sweaty and uncomfortable. It could even look like they might be colicking.
0: It is scary. I mean, it it, it's sudden. You are you know feeding out your horses in a barn or your horse and doing things, and all of a sudden the horse is in distress, and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" But my next question was kind of, "How do you how would you respond to a choking horse?"
1: So the main thing you want to do is take away feed, take away water, and then. Don't do anything else. Just call the vet and wait. I know there's some old wives' tales about, you know, sticking a tube down or a hose down the horse's throat to try to flush it yourself. Like all of those things are a really bad idea. You will find that many times horses have minor chokes. We may not even be aware of them where they actually clear themselves just through coughing. A horse who doesn't clear its own esophageal obstruction is one that we're going to need the vet to come intervene. So in the meantime, just do what you can to keep the horse calm and prevent it from eating or drinking anymore.
0: Yeah, solid advice. I'll, I'll never stick a, a tube down your horse's throat or try to go through the nose. It, it just is not a good idea. To, to, no. You know, let the veterinarian who's trained in it to, to do it. I think the the real important point of this podcast today is to kind of talk about what are some of the causes of choking horses?
1: Fundamentally, the issue is that you have a bolus of feed material that can't slide down through the esophagus freely. So that feed material could be anything. It could be grass. It could be hay. I think we most typically see it with concentrates or at least catch it while they're eating a concentrate meal, but a horse can choke on anything. And, The reasons that feed doesn't slide down the esophagus freely either come from it not being chewed enough, so the horse doesn't produce enough saliva, so that bolus or that slug of feed can't freely slide, or there's some restriction that happens in the esophagus itself. So if a horse previously has had episodes of choke, we know they're more likely to choke again in the future because the inflammation that can occur during that choking episode can lead to some long-term scarring. So once you have that scarring, it kind of narrows that esophagus. Think about it as a tube running from the mouth to the stomach. And once you have narrowing, you're more likely to have something caught at that point of narrowing.
0: Right. I mean, what what about like... Like I mentioned, you know, we were feeding alfalfa cubes and I remember in that podcast, you said, yes, that is a, that could definitely lead to choke. And one of the things you would want to do is to soak them, which we didn't, you know, the, the, the student that fed it, fed it out was not soaking the alfalfa cubes. The mayor bolted it, you know, meaning she ate it really quickly. What are some of the other things that we feed could lead to choke? I know you mentioned concentrate, but are there others? And is it, just behavior based or is it just accidental?
1: Yeah. So with the alfalfa cubes, I mean, you bring up a great point. So alfalfa cubes are very dry by nature and they're relatively small. So a horse can kind of take a bite, and if they don't chew it well enough, and honestly, even if they try to chew it because it's essentially dehydrated as a process of making alfalfa cubes, it doesn't get enough saliva. It doesn't soften and get wet enough to slide down the esophagus. So anything, particularly if it's like a larger particle and it's very dry like an alfalfa cube would be, we would think about soaking them because then that just assists the process of making it a material that slides down the esophagus readily. In terms of the reason that horses choke, thinking about it, you have reasons they don't chew food well enough. So one would be poor dental health. So whenever horses choke, especially if they choke repeatedly, or there are multiple cases of choke in a relatively short amount of time at the same facility, you're obviously going to think about how is their dental health, and that could be anything from Horses getting older and their teeth getting more smooth. So even though they t- try to chew, they can't mechanically break down a feed well enough. Two younger horses that might have, you know, some hooks that are rubbing in their mouth so it causes them pain to chew enough. Or you could have something like a loose tooth or a cracked tooth. Anything that'll cause a horse dental pain could cause them not to chew well enough, which then creates this issue. So what I recommend is a sedated dental exam. So there's a lot of different opinions on who is the best person to do your horse's teeth, what is the best method, and this is not the podcast to talk about that. But when you do have issues, the only good way to truly identify exactly what's going on in the mouth is to get a speculum in there so they could open it up, get a full view. So that's something we would want to address from the dental side. And then you could think about What are some ways soaking the alfalfa cubes? We'll talk about ways to slow down horses as well, probably in a minute. But the other reason horses may not chew their feed well enough is if they're experiencing some sort of anxiety around mealtime. So this is definitely common in group situations. So where you're feeding in a herd, the less dominant horses are eating as fast as they can because they know that dominant horse will come by and chase them off their feed. You even see it outside of group feeding situations. I one time worked with someone who her horse kept choking at horse shows. And as we talked more about it, I started asking some questions that basically led to the facilities that this horse was experiencing these choke episodes at were those temporary horse show stalls where there was no divider between the neighbors, meaning that a horse is on each side of this one. And even though they're separated, that horse still perceived anxiety because he could see horses in neighboring stalls. Another example would be, you know, a horse. This was an interesting one. All the other horses were brought in the barn. And this was a horse who was very freshly off the track. I don't really know why they decided to leave her out in the pasture and feed her separately out there. But that horse choked within a week. And if you think about it, that's a thoroughbred straight off the track. She has never been alone in her entire life. So she just created a lot of anxiety for this horse. They bolt their feed and then that just increases the risk of them choking. So anything that can cause real or perceived pressure during feeding time. So that could be your true group feeding situation, there's a real risk that another horse will come along and steal my feed. Perceived pressure might have to do with the neighbors that are around your horse, the type of stall, where you're feeding them, or even maybe a horse who came from a rescue situation who didn't have enough feed previously. Sometimes you'll see them to continue to display those type of behaviors even after they've been well fed because they've experienced trauma around feed in the past.
0: That's a good explanation i'm sitting here as you talk i'm like oh yeah, been there, been there, been there I mean especially you know in group feeding situations it's you know that that dominant hierarchy and and, and how horses always i just saw horses always get pushed off their feed, so I could just imagine them bolting it now Turning the, the conversation, how do we try to limit this or prevent choke? And 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 I guess I guess we could just start with you know a group feeding situation. What are some strategies you would advise and then we can go from there?
1: Sure. So if you have to feed in a group, you, you don't have opportunities to not feed in a group. There are some things you could think about. One would be removing the dominant horse. So maybe that means a catch pen or actually physically holding that horse during mealtime so that it doesn't go around and steal the other horse's feed. Another one would be using feed bags. So that way there isn't the opportunity to steal feed. And it's kind of challenging if you watch a horse, watch a horse use a feed bag. It it would be challenging for them to bolt their feed in that situation. Otherwise, you know, looking at the groups themselves, so sometimes shifting horses around between different groups is the right answer. So you don't have multiple dominant horses or things like that. Beyond that, we can think about the composition of the feed itself. So I, a lot of times, especially if a horse is already choked, I start to look at opportunities to make sure they don't do it again, which includes adding lots of water to make your feed a slurry or looking at softer pellets. So, you know, Calm Ultra and Resolve, for example, are two in our line that are very soft pellets. So sometimes just looking at the composition of a pellet itself is an option or moving from a pelleted to a textured feed or vice versa, just depending on the specific reasons that any individual horse chokes.
0: I that was just, that's that's great. You were reading my mind. I was gonna go there. I was gonna ask you about pe- textured versus pelleted feed. So what you would advise. Yeah, that, that's great advice. Now, for the horses that bolt their feed, that's when, you know, they go in and just chow down. You see it with puppies, you know, sometimes our dogs do it. It does happen in horses. What are some of the strategies we could advise owners to do? I guess first with concentrate, if they, you know, to slow them down there. Or also with hay, you know, are there, are there strategies to slow them down if, if they eat hay as fast as they can?
1: Sure. And like I said, horses can choke on anything. Um, I've definitely witnessed horses choking on hay. So if we're talking about a concentrate that they're bolting, sometimes going from a pellet to a texture can slow them down a little bit. If they are really determined, eh, they're probably not going to slow down enough with that. So then we start thinking about things like adding a lot of water to really turn your feet into a slurry. A little bit of water just makes it mushy. That probably doesn't help very much in a lot of cases, but a slurry will really slow them down. A lot of times that looks like equal parts grain to water. We can also look at ways to things. So I've seen large smooth rocks or salt licks placed in the pan. So they kind of have to nose around in order to get their feed. They can't just go in and take giant bites. And there are even some, oh, I don't even know how to, commercial products, like really interesting looking feed buckets out there that force the horse to slow down and honestly have to work a little bit harder to get their concentrate. That doesn't allow them to take those big bites and eat super fast.
0: No, that's always good. And then it also adds a little mental stimulation too sometimes, you know, that during feeding is just not the same boring thing. Now, we've talked about, you know, getting teeth checked too. That's important. Anything else you could advise to to help limit or prevent choke?
1: Good question. The main ones are... Dental health and decreasing anxiety, I would say making sure horses are hydrated. I mean, they need to produce saliva in order for it to, you know, run down the esophagus smoothly. So that might be a component sometimes if a horse is dehydrated. And then when you have a horse who's experienced choke more than once, it's not a bad idea to go ahead and have their esophagus scoped. That's going to give you the information on what degree of scarring, what degree of narrowing has occurred that can help you make management decisions in the future. I always say you can't manage what you don't know. So we can put different strategies in place for the horse who has choked. But if we can kind of get the idea of the extent of any damage that's occurred, I think that's really valuable information moving forward
0: it is it is well i think we can leave it there today nicole you know thanks for the advice and again if you have any questions please feel free to reach out to the tribute team the link's always in the show notes it's a free consultation but especially if you have a horse that that has choked before and and that's concerning please reach out to them for advice and help but also you know Thank you for sharing these episodes on social media. Thank you for the reviews on iTunes. It, it's growing. The podcast is growing great. That's, that's awesome. That makes Nicole and I very happy You know, as we, we help you and help your horses. But thank you so much for listening.
1: Thanks, Chris.